Hey, this is Kat Kahn from Knoxville, Tennessee. And Tanya Rice from Minneapolis, Minnesota. We are grateful you've joined us. And we cannot wait to share with you the musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learn, laugh, and enjoy. And we hope you will share with us any of your comments or questions. Without further ado, this is Two Pittas on a Pod. <laughs> None of our <laughs> listeners could see that exchange. <laughs> Who's going to speak first, Logan? Yeah. So we both look at each other, Tanya with her eyes wide open to me with thumbs up. <laughs> like, ready, set, go. Yeah. Hey, Kat. <laughs> hey, Tanya. How are you? I'm good. I'm we have good. been seriously rocking it today. Yeah, we have. We, we, what our listeners maybe don't realize is that we've missed a couple recording episodes because of things that were going on in my life with my mom, with Abigail, and then you are heading, embarking on a trip. And so today we're like trying to wicked record and mm-hmm. anybody who could have listened to us today would be like, whoa, they have been doing nothing but talking nonstop mm-hmm. since basically I don't know, two and a half, three hours ago. So we're rocking it today. But you know, people that know us probably wouldn't be um, be too terribly surprised that we could Not talk. Not terribly yeah. surprised. Yeah. I think though they'd be like, wow, you guys are dedicated because... <laughs> Other people just be like, we're taking next month off, but we're not yeah. because oh, we don't. No. No. no, we don't do that. I would feel like a loser. I would feel like an imposter. Oh, snap. <laughs> so explain that to me because I feel like you're alluding to something. I am. Today we are talking about imposter syndrome and we have all felt felt it in some parts of our lives. We It's a condition where you feel anxious, where you're not experiencing success internally, even if you're high performing externally. And so a lot of times you feel like you're a fraud or a phony or you doubt your abilities. And I mean, I, I have imposter syndrome all the time in some aspects of my life. I think anyone that's a creative has imposter syndrome. We know one of the books I talk about all the time is Big Magic. She talks about imposter syndrome in that book. But, you know, it's very easy. I've, you know, Tanya and I both have teacher trainings going on all the time. And I have a lot of trainees that really struggle. They feel like everyone will know I don't know what I'm doing. And they, so they really struggle with imposter syndrome. And, you know, they became yoga instructors because they wanted to teach others the benefits of the practice. But as soon as they step in front of a yoga class, they feel like an imposter or a fraud. They feel like, well, I'll never learn everything. No one will ever look up to me. And so that's something that because I've got incredible trainees right now that struggle with that. So you can overcome it and have greater confidence, not just as a yoga teacher, but as a writer or as a new grandmother or as a, I don't think you would ever feel like an imposter with a new grandmother. So, but there's so many parts of our lives that we can feel very strong, strongly competent in, and some that we struggle with. So there are five different types of imposter syndrome. I know what they are. 
I do. I was thinking <laughs> the whole comment about uh, imposter as a grandmother. No, but I know that a lot of new moms, because I'm watching Abigail, feel mm-hmm. like a complete imposter and like, what wh- what did I sign up for? And why am I doing this? Because I'm failing at everything, right? And, mm-hmm. you know, she does great as a mom. How come I'm doing terrible as a mom? I must not be a good mom. You know, like the, mm-hmm. the repeat that goes on in your mind. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that we'll come to that later. But yeah, I want to hear about your types of imposter syndrome. Okay, well, I found that there is an imposter syndrome institute. Ooh. Who knew? And I have not explored it very much yet. Well, I haven't explored it really at all, except to find the five types. But this imposter syndrome institute shares that there are five distinct types of imposter syndrome and syndrome, and each leads to feelings of failure and shame. So the first of five is the expert. The expert is focused primarily on their level of knowledge. If you don't know everything there is to know about yoga, so I'm going to use a yoga instructor as my example today. So if you don't know everything to there is to know about yoga, you feel like an imposter. When leading a class as a new instructor, you might be afraid that your students will uncover your lack of knowledge, that you fear not having the answer to their questions and looking like a fool. Well, guess what? Even seasoned teachers Teachers don't know the answers to everything. If someone asks me a question and I don't know the answer, I go, you know what? That's a great question. Let me look into that and I'll get back to you. And there's nothing wrong with that. So when well, you take that and, pressure. Yeah. Now, yeah. Take the pressure off of it. But the mm-hmm. other thing is too, is even seasoned yoga teachers make mistakes, say the wrong mm-hmm. things, do the wrong things. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the second type is the perfectionist. And I know you and I know nothing about this type. No, I have uh, no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I know. This type of person is focused primarily on how things are done. If you feel like a fraud, you feel like a fraud if you can't do it perfectly. If a student struggles to master the practice, you take that personally too. You're hyper-focused on your flaws versus your successes. And having just one flaw equals failure to you. you And, you know, and when you look at these, even if you say, yeah, I can be a perfectionist in some areas, even if you can see that, that doesn't mean you can make it go away by just recognizing it. But that's the first step to making making it go go away. away. I just tell myself I'm making it go away. Yeah. Um, The third step is the natural genius. Someone with this type feels like an imposter if they can't do things quickly and easily. I have struggled with this one at times too, in some aspects when it comes to baking. I feel like I should be able to bake anything perfectly immediately. So it might take you longer to help a yoga student than it takes other instructors if you feel like that it should come easily to you. You might have to work harder to create a yoga sequence. If teaching yoga doesn't come naturally, you start to question your abilities. This Um, is why so many of our students don't jump out right away to teach and then they feel like they've lost it because they weren't courageous enough in the beginning because they felt like such imposters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and then I when they always do- try and tell my students, I promise you still know more than the student who is coming to you as a beginner. So just be courageous and do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them too that, 
I mean, the same thing, but I also say, unless you tell them, they won't know if you mess up or if you, unless you're, you know, obviously, gonna, if you're going to hurt someone, obviously they'll know that, but I'm talking about more on a sequence. If you forget a tree pose in a sequence, unless you go, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. They won't know that you messed up because they're just trying to breathe and flow and be in their moments. Yeah, and be in their head. I always mm-hmm. tell teachers too, just the same is like, unless you tell them it's your first class, they aren't going to know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could have been unless teaching for 20 years. Unless they know you, right? Mm -hmm. But then the same thing true is, you know, it's that self-preservation. It's fear that gets us. So keep going with your list because I know we're going to come back to all these topics. Okay. (laughs) Well, the soloist is this person is feeling, feels like that you can't have help or else you're a fraud. That's the hallmark of that type of syndrome. If a fellow yoga teacher offers advice after you're teaching your first class, you may feel like that you're not capable of that. You may feel like they think you're not capable of figuring things out on your own. So in Any recommendation made by an experienced teacher is taken as a sign of your incompetence Mm -hmm. instead of as constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And then the last one is the superhuman. For this type, the inability to master all aspects of life, not just those associated with being a yoga teacher, but in other areas as well, can erode your confidence. If you're unable to keep up with your yoga business while you're managing your life at home, you feel like a failure. Falling short in any one of those areas makes you feel like you're falling short in all of them. Wow. Did you just like coin Tanya in like 18 (laughs) different ways? You know, your perfectionism, Tanya. You know, you're superhuman, Tanya. You know, I'm like, geez, Louise. You're like, shut up. I don't like this topic anymore. I'm I'm like, all of a sudden, I'm like leaned back in my chair. My arms are crossed. I'm like, no, what you say can't hurt me, cat. I promise. I wish y'all could see her bundled up in her. her, her, her. I'm like, Um. this conversation's gotten painful. (laughs) (laughs) Episode over. So anyways, but any one of these imposter types can make teaching yoga harder if you have them all. It really is hard. (laughs) But it's difficult to improve your teaching skills when you're constantly berating yourself for not being perfect or knowing everything or being some type of superhuman. And that goes for life. If you are really struggling being a new mom, if you're berating yourself constantly, then you're never going to get over that imposter syndrome. And then you have less satisfaction from whatever you're doing. And all that you're doing is increasing your anxiety level due to the you know, let's say for a yoga class, every time you teach, because you're afraid that the teachers are going to recognize where you lack, what you're lacking in and how you are this big fraud. Yeah. And this, these are kind of, this kind of goes back to our episodes on the psychological traps. Like, right. These are, most of us have suffered imposter syndrome at one time or another in our life or are currently suffering from several of them clearly. But (laughs) the, the thing is, is that there is signs of whether or not you're in it, right? Like one of them is that negative self-talk, but it's really specific negative self-talk that you aren't good enough, that your words don't have value, or that you're constantly in your head comparing yourself to others because you're like, well, I'm not as good as they are. Well, Mm -hmm. but you are because you bring something different to the table that they can't bring to the table. You bring you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right? And, they and no can't. one else can be you. 
No. Yeah. And so then, you know, also getting in stuck in your head, like they putting, putting it on others. Well, they don't think I'm good enough, but you, unless someone actually says that outright to you and then they're a sociopath, so you shouldn't listen to them anyways. Right. But unless somebody point blank says you're not good enough, then you are good enough. And whatever it is you think they're putting on you is yourself putting it on yourself. Mm-hmm. Well, and the key to no longer feeling like an imposter, because I know you want everyone wants to know the key to that, right? <laughs> yep, yeah. yep, absolutely. The key to feel it, to not feeling like a, um, an imposter is to be more confident. And that sounds like, okay, yeah, well, whatever, how am I going to get that? It's confidence is literally defined as a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. So it the definition says nothing about knowing everything or getting everything right all the time. It simply involves appreciating and trusting your own abilities and qualities. So you boost your confidence in yoga teaching and your imposter syndrome as a teacher goes away. So to increase that confidence, and again, I'm still going to stick with my new yoga teacher, you have to understand what an expert is. You know, many people think that an expert is someone that knows everything about a particular topic. And I'll use my husband as this. He's a spine surgeon. He knows everything in the world about the spine. He knows everything about back pain. But could he go operate on an eye? No, he's an MD, but could he go operate on the eye like my my Yogi Stewart can? No. You know, so when you take that that pressure off yourself to be an expert in everything, that's going to help build your confidence because I am very confident in the kitchen and cooking. I'm very confident as a yoga teacher. I'm very confident in teaching vinyasa, I should say. But when it comes, if if Tanya said, I need you to teach a kundalini class, I would sit there like a babbling fool. I don't have no confidence in that. But I would say, you know what? I'm not real sure how to do that. I need help. You know, I would ask for help or I would just go learn how to do that. So you have to get over the notion that not having all the answers means that you're incompetent because you can't be a know-it-all. You can't know the answer to every single person's question. And you have to learn what you don't know. And this is huge. The key to feeling confident is when you recognize that you don't know something and you're willing to pursue the answer. Willingness to be open to learning, willingness Mm -hmm. to be open to assistance, willingness to be open to criticism is a far better choice than holding up in your head and beating yourself up and then probably not moving forward. Well, and you know, still along that line, there's a big difference in I don't know if someone asks you something and I don't know, but let me find out the answer to that and I'll get back to you. And honestly, that just instead of sitting there going, I don't know, but saying, you know what? I don't know that. That's a great question. Let me find out and I'll get back to you. That still keeps you more confident because you know that if like, if you're one of Tanya's teacher trainees or one of her teachers and you don't know the answer to something, you know, you can text Tanya and you'll find out. hundred percent. Yep. And uh, trust me, the idea of explaining to someone, that's a great question, or I can't wait to find the answer out too. Like, (laughs) 
That's, I'm going to use the information yeah. I will give you. That's mm-hmm. so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, another thing is celebrate your unique journey because everyone has their own journey. Everyone has their own story and all the people along your path are a little piece of your story. And what might be harder for you as a teacher could be easier for someone else and vice versa. You know, so you can't compare yourself to me. You can't compare yourself to Tanya or to Ashley or to pick someone. When you realize that your journey is unique, that you are unique, all of a sudden it gives you power. You realize that, oh my gosh, you know what? No one has ever done it this way. Even if they've done the exact same pose, it's unique coming from you. Also, stop the negative self-talk when it starts. You know, if someone pays you a compliment, oh my gosh, that class was wonderful. Don't downplay it. Just go, thank you so much. You know, don't say, oh, well, I messed up 12 times. I'm glad you could follow along. Don't say that. Say, you know, thank you so much. I'm so glad you enjoyed it. I've had some people go, oh my gosh, you know, I've never taught. I had this one instructor that never taught vinyasa and she goes, and she had, she taught a vinyasa class. She, and she literally, this was years ago, like 10 years ago. And she said, she announced to the class before she started teaching. I've never taught this type of class before. So I really don't know what I'm doing. So y'all bear with me. It was a whole different class from for those people than if she had just walked in and taught the class instead of announcing to them. So stop your negative self-talk in whatever you're doing in your life, because you want to have confidence at your own level where you are each day and teach more instead of less. If you feel like an imposter, you might be inclined to teach fewer classes. Or if you're an imposter when it comes to writing, you may decide I'm not going to write anymore today because I'm not a writer. So whatever it is that you feel like you're an imposter of, do more of it. Become yeah, more confident. I, um, I have that on my thing. Just oh. <laughs> do it. But we'll, yeah, we'll come to that too. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Yeah. And then talk to other people. You know, if you feel like you're an imposter, I bet you a million dollars. Not really. I'm, I bet you. Uh, <laughs> I bet you uh, one penny. A penny. Yeah. That other people feel the exact same way because they do. And if they tell you they don't, they're lying. Yeah. Imposter syndrome, dude, you're not alone. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You aren't mm-hmm. special. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're special, but <laughs> you're special just like the rest of us are special. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it goes back to how do you recognize it? Are you suffering anxiety before you go to every class, before you go teach every class, before you go do whatever it is you're feeling like you're an imposter about? Are you fearing if people are looking at you? Well, it's kind of hard when you're the yoga teacher because they're all looking at you, mm-hmm. right? Are you comparing? yourself to others? Are you talking down about yourself? Do you cancel because you're afraid? Are you avoiding things? Are you calling in sick? Like these, these are signs you might be suffering from imposter syndrome like the rest of us, right? Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because like you give us those tools, like try and get confident. You say like, try and turn off that negative self-talk. Try and apply some affirmations. I am good enough. I can do this. I am a yoga teacher. I am whatever it is you think you're an imposter at. And then do a little background check on yourself. Literally, have you taken 200-hour yoga teacher training? Okay, that's a grand success. Have the other people in your class taken 200-hour yoga teacher training? Probably not, although maybe there's a teacher in your class. But even still, are they you? And every yoga teacher has a different voice. That's why students gravitate to you, to me, to Kat, to Mary, right? Mm -hmm. Every yoga teacher has a different voice. And we have 
have, we have talents of our own that are different from every other teacher. And then that thought pot pattern when you're doing that background check on yourself is, do you have the credentials? Trust that you were given the credentials for a reason. Somebody thought you passed the requirements. Trust in that. Which mm -hmm. I know that then you're like, well, that's kind of hard for a creative because we weren't, we didn't pass the credentials of being a writer, but you passed the credentials of your life. And if you're writing from your heart, that's valid, mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. And then, like you just said, friends, the minute imposter syndrome comes up, turn it off. Say, nope, I'm not listening to you right now. I have a commitment to my students and I'm going to go teach from my heart. And as long mm -hmm. as you're teaching from your heart, you can do no harm. Mm -hmm. And people can feel it. Mm -hmm. 100%. Perfect. I'm Kat Kahn. And I'm Tanya Rice. And this is Two Pittas on a Pod signing off. Thank you for listening to Two Pittas on a Pod. We're grateful you joined us. Join us again for more musings of a couple of yogis. We hope you learned, laughed, and enjoyed this podcast. And we hope you will share your comments or questions. Email us at twopittasonapod at gmail.com. And like us on Facebook and Instagram at twopittasonapod.